Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Will. It's Griff. Stuff. And in today's episode, we're going to be recapping Monday Night Football. We also have our Week 2 preview and our locks of the week. What do we say, boys? Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 141 of Inside the Five, by the way. And this episode is bleeding lime green right now. The Seattle Seahawks. This is coming out on Friday. We're a couple days late, but we're recording this just a couple days after. The Seattle Seahawks are the best team in the NFC West and ruined Russell Wilson's life. Russell Wilson went into this building expecting a little corny revenge. We don't do corny in Seattle. We just do revenge, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't want to get too into it because I'm going to keep talking about it right away. So, Stav, um, instant reaction from an outside source. Am I bugging, or are we a lot better than I thought we were going to be? Oh, the defense was flying around. Like, yes. I, I know I put in the notes that, like, are the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl, but, like, that defense was awesome. I feel like every single time that they that Denver got the ball into the flats or like short yardage, that team was rallying. There was always three to four guys around the football making plays, and that's what you need out of a defense, especially, no offense, when you can't necessarily trust an offense to go down the field and score every single time where they have the ball. So, and Rashad Penny looked fast. He looked fast. And that team still was missing Kenneth Walker. So I'm excited to see how that two-headed backfield works. Uh, Geno Smith showed up, too. You got to give credit to Geno Smith here. He made some plays, and especially to start that game in the first half, he looked amazing. I, I was it was awesome to watch, and that game overall was just awesome. Will? Yeah, no, couldn't have said it any better. I wanted to highlight Geno though. I really think he can do that on a week to week basis and really lead the Seahawks team to something pretty decent this year. I think obviously expectations at the beginning of the year, no offense, Griff, but they weren't like super super high. Like we're looking to probably make a move in the draft, something we can figure out. But I really think that they could probably put up put up a good fight in the division and see what can happen. I don't know if it's the smartest decision, but like Man, I yeah. feel like if as I feel like if you guys are playing good, they stay good, like you might as well keep fighting. Like there's no point of just tanking. No, that's exactly the point. And with Geno Smith, you're right, Will. He can do something like this every week. Geno Smith, if you actually look at it, he didn't throw for a bunch of yards. He threw for two touchdowns, which is good, but it's not like he threw for three or for four. But he was 23 for 28. It was just as simple as making the reads, looking at everybody or scanning the field, seeing who's open, and just giving it to your playmakers. That's exactly what he did. Like He wasn't out here to do anything too special. And 
entire dad went off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he didn't do anything too special. I mean, he broke a couple of sacks here and there, ran for, I think, maybe two or three, like, decent yardage situations. But Geno Smith kind of just stuck to his guns, gave the ball to DK Metcalf seven times. We ran with Rashad Penny a good amount, and we got it done. The defense was amazing. It's nothing that I even thought we were going to see. Nuosu, who we got from the Chargers, bolt up. Bolt up. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Um, Only 25 years old, by the way, may I add. Um, We had some rookies look a little rough around the edges um, with the corner situation, but I do like Tariq Wooler. I really think that he's going to do something. I like him to be our cornerback too. Jamal Adams went out; he tore his quad, so I have that, no idea when he'll be back. That was he just gets, a- dude. He gets too excited. He gets jumpy and like will tear his quad just because he's like too athletic. I've seen that replay a few times, and I never really understood where exactly he got hurt because like it looked like he just landed on it kind of funny. I thought maybe like a bruise or something, but like. A torn quad, it was weird. It was a weird situation. Maybe it was a lingering injury that we didn't know about. But Geno Smith was the – like, let's revert back to the positivity for the Seahawks before we kind of get into the Broncos side of this. Let's talk about the all-time quote from Geno Smith at the end of the game when he said, and I quote, when the reporter asked him, what do you say to all the people that wrote you off? He's like, I didn't write back. I, I actually probably butchered that. I didn't have it right in front of me. But um, um, yeah, he said he said like something like they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that's exactly inside the five, never wrote him off. No, ever, ever, ever. So, ever. Gino, I know you're listening right now. Look back at the last episode. We all picked the Seahawks to win, and we are all right. Like, I, I'm just saying a that's a proud. That, that was maybe the best pick we've ever had as a podcast. Yeah. yeah, I think that was probably the first time that unanimously we picked one team. Usually, one of us. Um, that's why that's why you both said it. I was like, you guys picked a team and actually all won, dude. I I just had a weird gut feeling, and all right, I hate the people that say, Oh, why are you booing Russell? Because he's an opponent, boom! Like, yeah, sure, you give him a round of applause, maybe, but like when that game starts, you boo that guy, he's not on your team. Yeah, he brought you a Super Bowl, everyone put on their stories, probably thank you, Russ, after he left. That's all the things he should get, and I have here the twelfth man was the MVP of that game. You could tell that Russ was off to a shaky start, and yeah, I mean, Griff, Russ cannot cook under pressure, bro. He is so bad under pressure. He's always been bad under pressure. I love him when he's he, when he is set into a good position to win a football game. He'll do just that. But the fact that we threw him off, we put him in a situation where he can't really like be comfortable the whole game. That's exactly how you beat Russell Wilson. We just showed them. We just showed the whole league how to beat Russell Wilson. He's been on the team for what now, 12 years, and we've only seen him miss three games. We know exactly how he plays, so that means we're going to know exactly how to play against him. And, and with a defense that when you look at the names, you have no idea who these people are, but, but a couple of these guys are young. And then people like Cody Barton coming from – I mean, he was on the special teams unit for like five years or maybe four years now. And, and now he's starting at middle linebacker next to Jordan Brooks. And, and Cody Barton's my MVP of the game. He, I, I really thought that he stepped into that role very nicely. He ran from sideline to sideline, finished the game with 10 total tackles. He had a sack and two for loss. 
and that's at the middle linebacker position. I think he played a great game. I wanted to talk about – I feel like if I'm the Broncos and Russell Wilson, I'm a little bit embarrassed of my decision-making. At the end of that game, when they were like, oh, we trust Brandon McManus to make a career-long field goal when they had, like, I think it was, like, 50 seconds left, and they still well, had, they had, they had like a They had, like, a goal. It was tied for the second-longest field goal in NFL history. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was like and, – and they had, like, 50-something seconds left. No, they had a minute and 25 when they could have – Okay, yeah. I, I knew it was something ridiculous. And, and they ran it all the way down, and then they called the timeout, and they're like, all right, he's going to drain this. And he – completely botched like i don't know like they just didn't trust in russ like that's a big big red flag as a whole team yeah like you literally just traded for him and he's supposed to be the guy and they're like oh mcmanus is better like what? It, it really doesn't make sense it really does it and it's not like that was russ super had a terrible game he was kind of lacking in the touchdown department um but a big reason why we won this game was two goal line fumbles two Those were big, big goal line defense yeah. i mean defense was on point i mean that's exactly what it was like Bend, a couple break. of punch outs, me. I, I mean, you could call it a little bit of luck, but at the end of the way, that's just the ball, the way that the ball rolled and didn't score a single point in the second half from Seattle. But like, it's not even something that you would notice. Like, we just held to our own. Denver only scored three. We called it a day. Um, Javante Williams didn't get the most carries. He's going to be the running back one on that team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely he's going right to be especially give it like more. three weeks he'll probably and, end up getting 80 percent of the carries and i mean he had the thing is like he didn't have the most carries he had the most receptions on the whole team like he's just the premier third down back and i'm a big fan as well of the tight ends and the wide receivers on denver like th- this team is going to be good they have to be good if not this is like that would An embarrassment be, very, very much so of an embarrassment. Maybe the most embarrassing team, like kind of like how it was like the Kobe, Gasol, Nash, Dwight, or not Gasol, but Dwight was on it. Like the end of Kobe, Kobe's prime. That That's kind of what this team could remind me of because adding Russ to this team is like he has. It's like allowing like, the CP3 trade to go in almost. Like they have like pieces they they set this up perfectly. Denver set this up perfectly for success. So if they don't if they don't prevail, and, and I would say this year prevailing would be making the playoffs, because they're in a tough division. You have to see where they are, um, and realize that the AFC West is the best division in football this year, for sure, by far in my opinion. Oh, by far, and, I think it's the hardest division. I mean, you have, to that, look, you have to look at it like the Broncos. Like, I, like I think that was my prediction, or it might have been a couple of ours too. That I was like, the Broncos might finish last in this division. Yeah. Like, it's going to be between the Raiders and the Broncos. Like we saw this weekend, the Chargers and and the Chiefs were still elite, if not the clear the clear two favorites to possibly come on top of this division. Right, and kind of having that as the week one, I'd say is the best case scenario for. Both sides. The Seattle Seahawks, I think this was probably the only week that we could have beat them, to be honest. They didn't play any of their starters on the offense throughout the um, throughout the preseason. Um, they came out, they looked sloppy, and we saw it with their ball handling, a couple of fumbles, and, and that's exactly what happened. But I think that this is a good loss for Denver because, first off, whether you like it or not, that was going to be one of the toughest games they played in terms of fan environment all year, maybe the toughest. Like, you're going up yeah. – uh, against the team where your quarterback just came from and was probably the greatest player in that franchise's history. 
and, and you have to go out and play them week one, right? So now you got a little taste of what it's going to be like in terms of intensity throughout the rest of the year. Teams are going to want to beat you because because just because of how good you are. So they got a good little taste of it, and I think that'll go a long way in a long NFL season. And I think the Broncos are going to be pretty good. Shout out Troy Aikman and Joe Buck too. They're the goats. Like they did. It was a good broadcast. It was a good broadcast. It took like five minutes, kind of, to get used to them. Just oh shoot, it's Monday Night Football, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on the call. But it was a little I, weird listening to at first. They did awesome, and the Manning cast is screwed because there's no way they get much attention when those two are on the call, unless it's like a yeah. I didn't even think about watching. Honestly. Hot take: The Manning cast was only good because the Monday Night Broadcast was actually so bad. Yeah, who, like, who was it watched... last year? I completely oh, forgot. Who, it was oh Booger. Is it Mike Tarico? No, no, he was. He's yeah. been NBC for for a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, it was Booger and somebody else? Oh, okay. This is great journalism. Because remember they had the Booger Mobile. Yeah, yeah like on the sidelines. Like, that I literally so would watch awkward. Monday Night Football on mute and then go on PlayStation. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but that, game, that game felt like a Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. That was people, an awesome game. People people can clip that. Broncos fans can clip that and be like, yeah, this is a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it was. Like, it literally, you know where we are. The Seahawks own the Broncos. One biggest game of the year. The I've Seahawks. never, I, I don't remember the last time we lost to them. Yeah. Seahawks own the Broncos. It's as simple as that. I mean, when Peyton was there, he couldn't beat us, and now Russ is there, and he can't beat us either. It's all as simple right. as that. I think that's yeah. all I really have for Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's it for me as well. If we want to get on to Thursday night, two. bolt up. Yes. So My loss of the week, bolt up. I got, <laughs> I'm going right, right into hopping it. right into it. I got so Chargers thir- plus four. Hate the Chiefs. Never liked them. Chargers <laughs> by two. Well, well, are the Chiefs going to be good this year? They're gonna be decent. They're gonna be like if I'm gonna be honest and not like put like my hatred aside. Like they're like they actually showed. They actually proved me a little wrong week one. I'm not gonna because last year, they last year we said they suck. They did. They did suck. They're 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 supposed to be in the Super Bowl. That's the Super Bowl team. <laughs> they didn't and make. They came what overtime away. <laughs> so they suck. All right, Thursday night football. Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to Arrowhead Stadium to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams won week one. Keenan Allen is out for the Chargers. J.C. Jackson is doubtful. He's questionable now. Questionable. Okay, okay. I got to go Chiefs here. I know we're a Chargers (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I, I know this contradicts Will's lock. I know this contradicts the beliefs of this podcast because we are a Chargers podcast, both up. But I got to go to the Chiefs here. Jalen Guyton legacy game. The Joshua Chiefs. Palmer, two touchdowns, 150 yards. Jeez, that's something. Rookie of the week. Well, not looking at a depth chart. He just knows these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, here's my reasoning. Patrick Mahomes, week one, went to whatever stadium is the Cardinals stadium because they change it every other day. Like Phoenix Field or something. Yeah, whatever. University of Phoenix. Yeah. So Mahomes threw for five touchdowns to five different receivers. That offense didn't look like they skipped the beat. They actually looked like they got better without Tyree Kill there, which is crazy to say. And they barely got Sky Moore involved. Juju didn't even he wasn't even one of those guys to score. Like Clyde Edwards Alaire looked pretty good. Michael Hardman, fast guy, Travis Kelsey proving why he's a top three tight end in the NFL. 
that team is scary. That defense flying around. Their safety's playing kicker. There's like if you got you got to you win you win and lose games on special teams. You got eleven dudes who can fly down the field and hit. That's scary, especially if he's going to do the kickoffs all season. I don't know. That's all. That's all I got to say. I, I'm going to take the Chiefs here, not by the spread, but I just think the Chiefs are going to win this game. We're talking numbers here. I'm going to take the over at 54. I love the over in this game. Um, and, and you could say it's a bit stereotypical. Chargers, Chiefs, both up. Chargers plus four and the over parlayed. Go get your money. Um, put your house on it. Put put Will on it. Put everything put Will on, on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers spread. The over. Maybe take off the Chargers spread, but it's hitting and bolt up. Um, Derwin James legacy game. He's gonna have a pick six, a scoop and score, and then he's gonna also play offense. Four TFLs. But no, for real, Justin Herbert's gonna be slinging the ball. In my opinion, the best two looking quarterbacks in Week One were Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. That's all I have to say. They're just true gunslingers. They get the ball where it needs to be, right at the moment it needs to be there. They know exactly what they're doing. Josh or Justin Herbert, second in MVP voting this year. And this is going to be a big test game at the beginning of the season for the Los Angeles Chargers in a tough environment. And they're going to go out and prevail. Playoff team. Agreed. All right. I mean, on a, on a serious note for a little bit of my predictions, I have Austin Eckler getting a little bit more involved in the run game as well as the passing game. I think they're going to utilize him on the ground a little bit more against the Chiefs defense, which, I mean, they don't have like the best run stoppers. So, I mean, in the air, it might be a little difficult because I know they're kind of all over the place. We saw that in week one, but I feel like the Chiefs are facing a much different Chargers team than they faced last year. Yeah, 100% agree. And um, I think that wraps up Thursday night. If we want to hop right into the Sunday slate, starting with the one o'clock games, but all right, should we go rapid fire here? I I kind of like how we've been doing this. Let's just let's just go. Let's just we'll see we how we can rapid, we can yeah, rapid we'll, fire. We'll Some of, if I don't care about it, I'm not going to talk much about it. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about this one because just because it's Will yep. and I's team, Patriots at Steelers. Patriots are favored by two on the road. We'll get into it, but I, I love the Patriots this week. I mean. I know a week one was awful, and it's kind of a prove-it thing to me here. But in my entire life, and I'm not being – like, not exaggerating that. My entire life, I've never seen the Patriots put up two weeks in a row being awful. And I, I think the Patriots bounce back. I mean, TJ Watt is going to be out. Najee Harris dealing with an injury. I think that the Patriots are going to do fine. I think that Kendrick Bourne's going to be involved in the offense again. And I think they get their first one of the season this Sunday at one o'clock. Will? Um, I want to be hopeful. And I'm also going to say the Patriots are going to win this game. But for a little bit more down to earth perspective, if that Steelers defense plays the same way they played, even without TJ Watt this Sunday at one o'clock, I feel like we're in for a very low scoring, like kind of like a dogfight match where we're just, it's just going to be like, 14 to 7 or like 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 maybe like it's going to be a low three. scoring game. It's going to be a very low scoring game. Definitely hammer the under. But like I don't know. Like if Kendrick Bourne obviously gets involved in the offense and we can kind of make moves and we don't play a sloppy, I really think we can beat this Steelers team. Um outside source here, the only one on this podcast. Um and usually I've been taking the non-traditional route in riding with you guys on the Patriots. Um, I'm going with the Steelers this game. It's at a, at Reserve Stadium. 
Hines. Um, I like him. I really like the Steelers, and I love their defense. Mitch Trubisky is the perfect guy where I feel like he's settling into his role more of a game manager type quarterback, not somebody that's going to go out there and win you a game. Just hope that the defense does it. This is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be very fun to watch. Um, if you love defense, this is your game of the week. Um, I'm very, very interested in seeing Deontay Johnson in this game. With Najee Harris being a little injured, um, he's still slated to go, according to himself. I think Deontay Johnson, no matter what, is going to have to take on a bigger role, be a true wide receiver one for this team. Even if he's not lined up outside, he's a slot guy. He needs to get it done. And Kyle Duggar is going to be on him, I think, a lot. Maybe even Miles Bryant in the slot. I think. No, they'll probably they'll probably have Jalen Mills on him with McCordy over the top. I I feel like that would be the only way to stop him. Yeah. In in this game, because I'm not a big fan of who's your who's your cornerback too. It was a mix last week between. Actually, no, they'll probably put Jonathan Jones on him. But they need more, someone more physical. So it's like the top, the corners that saw the most reps last week were Jalen Mills at the one, um, Jonathan Jones kind of covering the slot. And I thought he did okay on Tyreek Hill, just kind of like bad. throwing that in there. Because all of Tyreek's plays were literally three-yard out routes, and you can't really do anything about that. And him turning it into six, I think he had like 13 or seven. Whatever. We're not talking about the Dolphins. And Miles Bryant saw some time. I think he sucks. But then Jack Jones also saw a lot of time. And I think Jack he Jones. does. Yep. I think he steps into – a bigger role this upcoming I think unless we see a Mills type situation on him, if if we have whoever the Patriots true slot is gonna be and have because I'm I'm thinking that they're gonna want to guard Chase Claypool because no matter whether you yeah. like it or not, he's a big receiver that can make plays. And George Pickens is just gonna I mean Push disrespect whoever. whoever he's on. He doesn't I think you should put Duggar on him and just, just to like fight. have a have a fight. Yeah. yeah, they both get ejected, but that would kill the Patriots. He's the best player. But the as much as I want to pick the Pats here, I just feel like all stars are aligning to the Steelers. This is a good game for the defense to really show that they're doing this for Watt. Watt's going to be back in maybe six, eight weeks. Um, get a couple of wins in that time, and I think this is a big statement, one that they can get. Um, Will, you said bet the under. I'm going to tell you the under, and you're going to tell me if you like it. 40. Okay. 40? 40? Love the under. <laughs> I love dude, it. <laughs> 17 to 10 game. Like, like that's I, like I, so I doable. The under is so doable. Even 17 to 13 or something like that. Yeah. The under can definitely play. That's a I good number it. for the under. It's a good number for the under. But then it just takes one team to score like 21 to screw you. Not even. They score like. I don't see either of these teams doing that, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like not like uh, that's the, a game time decision for me if I want to take that. All right, next game on the slate, we, we'll kind of go rapid fire for a lot of these. Yeah, uh, Dolphins at Ravens. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. I got the Ravens here. Uh, I don't see them losing this game. Ravens. Uh Ravens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Commanders at Lions. Wow. Um, Detroit's a one point favorite. Yeah, I, I guess I got the Lions here. This is such a random, like Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff. And oh, I saw a tweet today. DeAndre um, Swift, right? No, no, no. Oh. It was about the two quarterbacks. Um, it said, who's the better quarterback? 
Um, and I tweeted out, and I still believe, and I will strongly believe, I think I said this on the last episode too, Jared Goff is the worst like starting the quarterback tweet. in the league. Like, I saw you like the starting tweet. quarterback in the league. Even whoever the Cowboys are going to start next week, still better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff sticks. Carson Wentz is still better. The Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson, they're going to win this game. I love the Commanders in this. I like them this year. Yeah, I mean, I might change my pick because DeAndre Swift didn't practice today with an ankle injury, which is worth noting. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Lions. I think that they get their first win. Um, Jets at Browns, what an awful game. I have the, I have the Browns here. Is it still Flacco? Yeah. Browns. Yeah, Browns. All right, Bucks at Saints. I got the Saints here. Oh, I, like, I like this one. I want to see Jameis eating a W. After oh, the it's Jameis or it's nothing. Yeah. Saints. Saints are going undefeated. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Saints every week. <laughs> Dude, this slate isn't good this week. Panthers at Giants. That's such a bad The Giants game. are good. The Giants are good. Roll Saquon. Saquon is good. <laughs> Saquon literally did everything for that. <laughs> like, he, that two-point conversion, it was a little shovel pass that could have gotten broken up. He catches it, breaks a tackle, bounces it outside, and trucks through two defenders to get that two-point conversion. I think that was the most skill I've ever seen out of a running back on a two-point conversion ever. No, I'm telling you, this is going to be the best year of Daniel Jones' career. They're going to go 7-10, and ten, but they're going to lose this game. Yeah, I got the Panthers here. Actually, no, I got the Giants here. I got the Giants here. Roll Giants. All right, Colts at Jaguars. Jesus Christ. Uh, Colts. That's. <laughs> I don't think Trevor Lawrence is even that good. Colts. Trevor yeah. Lawrence stinks. He's the worst quarterback in that draft class. Jags. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, Trevor Lawrence stinks, Will, and you know it. I know he stinks, but I want to be different. And ETN so. sucked, too. He, he did was terrible. He didn't do anything. James Robinson's going to be the only He's my underperformer. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk did well. I'll give him yeah, credit. He should be on and Trayvon there. Walker made some plays. So, hey, you never know. Trayvon maybe... Walker had that cool pick, but that yeah. was it. And that's the only, only thing that I saw. That was it. If Carson, Wentz, if Carson Wentz throws four touchdowns against you, that's interesting. Okay. And that's why Carson Wentz is better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff's the worst starting quarterback in the league. So that wraps up the 1 o'clock slate. Let's hop to Sunday, 425. Seahawks at 49ers. Griff, go first. Um, <laughs> Outright. It's simple. It's simple. Lock of the week. Seahawks plus nine and a half. So many points. So many points against a young quarterback. And you know what Pete Carroll loves? Young quarterbacks, except for Drew Locke. He loves to play against young quarterbacks. I know Bill Belichick has all the numbers. Pete Carroll, just an old-time guy. He's old. He knows what he's doing. He is. He has much wisdom. Um, this team sucks. And, and with Mitchell getting hurt last week, is he questionable still? Let me see. Who? No, he's out. Elijah uh, Mitchell is out. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's on the IR, I think. Jeff Wilson is, the, I believe, the starter next yeah. week. Yeah, I picked him up Sunday. in like a lot of leagues. And George Kittle still being questionable, too. I love the Seahawks at – Plus nine and a half. Now, I don't think they're going to win this game. They might. They might. At Levi Stadium, plus nine and a half. My pick, my lock of the week. I'm pretty confident in it. Well, outright, you have the 49ers? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go. Griff, cover your ears. I got the 49ers. 
No, that's right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not touching the spread, though. If you want, I let, if yeah, you want me to – I'm either. not touching that spread. And I think that Trey Lance really has something to prove this week because last week we kind of said it on uh, Monday's episode. That was a wash, literally. Because, like, you can't display any sort of skill. And they, he's missing Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Jeff Wilson's a good back to have back there. Debo Samuel is a beast. Kittle might be out again, but if he plays, that solidifies my pick even more. That defense is good. That defense is better than the Broncos' defense, in my opinion. Fred Warner's nasty. You have Nick Bosa there still. So, And they're home. Broncos' home defense is trash, trash on Monday night, by the way. Yeah. So it's like I, I like the 49ers. I, I'm, I'm very high on the 49ers as I've been all preseason. Yep. So I got to pick them to win one, and I, I think it's going to be this one. I like the 49ers, but I also like Seahawks plus nine and a half. So, okay, yeah, okay. I, I like if, I, if gun to my head, I would pick Seahawks plus nine and a half. It's a yes. lot of points. It's a lot, a lot of, of points for a team that's one and oh. All right, Falcons at Rams. I, I'm going Rams here. I do like what the Falcons kind of did week one, even though they lost and blew another lead. They're not going to win this game, but I would take them with points if I had to. Um, I like Rams, and I think I'd pick Rams spread. Um, the Falcons run a great college styled offense. Um, but the Saints were pretty much one of the only teams that you can really do that against, to be honest. And, and the Rams are one of the teams that you can't do that against. Um, the Rams are going to demolish Marcus Mariota. It's as simple as that. I think this is a vintage Rams game coming in. Yeah, I agree. Rams. All right. Cardinals at Raiders. This is going to be a decent game. Uh, I got the Raiders here, and I would take the Raiders to cover the spread as well. I hate the Cardinals. I literally hate Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury is an awful coach. They're the worst team in the NFC West by far. Uh, I got the Raiders here. Raiders spread. Obviously, Raiders. I yeah, hate the Cardinals. McDaniels will get his first. Uh, win I hate the Cardinals. Love Larry Fitzgerald, though. Texans at Broncos. I'm going Broncos here, but I'm taking Texans spread. Ten points is a lot of points. Yep, and, and you know what? A lot of you know what? There's also a lot of what? the odds. The odds for money line, Texans money line. Yeah, I'm rolling Texans. Yeah, and I think then Davis Mills Bengals, Broncos defense. Bengals at Cowboys. This game's gonna suck. Who, who's even <laughs> playing quarterback for the Cowboys? Um, I Cooper believe, Rush. Yeah, it's Cooper Rush. Yeah, uh, we're seeing Cooper Rush versus Joe. They Burrow. were talking to Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I saw um, a report they were talking to Cam Newton. Yeah, my that, dad said Cooper Rush was better than Dak Prescott on Sunday, so. Hey, maybe Jim Pappas knows something we don't. <laughs> so I, I'm going Bengals here, obviously. My guy, you guys like the decoration that I have now? Burrow oh. and Acuna, and then two Red Sox hats. Yeah, those things. Uh, those things correlate, right? But um, yeah, I got the Bengals here. I think that Burrow is going to connect with a lot more receivers than just Jamar Chase. You like the Bengals? Yeah, no, I'm going to go Cowboys. You're going Cowboys here? Nah, I'm not. I'm not touching that spread just because that's a game I don't want to bet. I don't on. like this game at all. Yeah, I, 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 the it, slate's it, very bad. It's gonna be one of those games that um, there's no such thing as bad slate. Can we get that out of the way? Okay, yeah, no, it's not. A, it's not a bad slate. It's just the there's a, there's some unfortunate matchups. The bad slate until you start watching it. Red Zone, you watch every game. Yeah, and then some crazy shit. Happens. Um, this game's gonna be on Red Zone. I'm going to take the over-under three and a half times all day. Under. Under. That's 
Yeah, I don't think that game will be on red zone. We'll see, like, Joe Burrow through two touchdowns. We'll see that in one clip. Yeah. that It'll be that type of game. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the last of the 4 o'clock slate. We're going to Sunday night football. For Sunday night football. Bears at Packers. We see this every single year. Early in the season, <laughs> Bears go to Lambeau Field, and they stink. The Packers win. History repeats itself. I got the Packers here, but I'm taking Bears spread. Minus 10. Packers are favored. Take the Packers. I hate this game. Don't want to watch it, but I probably will. And also give me the Bears spread. This is one of these stupid games. You're right. I'm, I love the Bears. I don't know why, but I love the Bears this year. Like, not to actually be good. I just, like, I think that they're going to be um, gonna fun. Be no, they're going to be – they're going to be young and exciting, but not fun. They're just going to be young and exciting. Um, I'm going Packers. You're right, Stav. They go to Lambeau every year at the beginning of the season, and they look like the worst team on planet Earth. Packers, Packers spread. All right. And Monday Night Football, I love the two games late on Monday night, to yep. be honest. That's, I, that's we should awesome. do it every Monday night. Every Monday. Why is it just this week? Is it Or is it every week? I think it might be this week and next week, and then that's it. Why? That's something cool on Monday night. Whatever. First game at 7 o'clock, Titans at Bills. I got the Bills in this, and this was going to be my lock of the week, but I changed it last second. I got the Bills with the points, too, at minus 10. Um, I think the Titans stink. I think Tannehill can't get it done, especially in Buffalo. That's going to be a hostile environment. Their first game of the year, Jalen. MVP probably, Stephon Diggs, Offensive Player of the Year probably, you get Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. There's too many guys for that Titans defense to cover. The only way that the Titans even come close is if Derrick Henry plays better than he did last week and um, the receivers actually show up for Tennessee. So, yeah, but I got I got the Bills here, and I got the Bills with the points too. I got Bills too. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Titans after week one. They just – that look – they looked horrible. Um, I got Dawson Knox catching the first touchdown of that game. Ooh. Okay. Okay, Dawson Knox, who didn't have a great week in week one. I had him in any time TD on opening night. He didn't hit. Um, Titans, Bills. I love the Bills in this game. And not only do I love the Bills in this game, I hate the Titans in general. Um, I like Derrick Henry. I hate Ryan Tannehill. And I think that oh, who's their quarterback that they just drafted? From Liberty. Oh, oh, Malik, Malik Willis. Willis. Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis should be the starting quarterback of this team right now. Like that's what I think, but that's also why I'm not the head coach. I think Malik Willis can do more than Ryan Tannehill can. They're just they just have Ryan Tannehill in there because he's a veteran and he's like a captain. All right. Yeah, that's that's the first game. And then the second game. This game's gonna be dope, in my opinion. I know Kirk Cousins sucks in prime time, but Vikings at Eagles, these are two. Possible oh, division, be a great game. yeah. Two possible division winners, maybe a, a matchup we'll see down the line, and kind of a mini rivalry here. We've seen these teams square off in the playoffs. Justin, Justin Jefferson was awesome week one. AJ Brown was awesome week one for Philly. Miles Sanders showed up. Jalen Hurts did. Kirk Cousins was awesome against the Packers. This could be a great game. I mean, I'm excited, and we we haven't really seen much of like Thielen and Dalvin Cook yet either. So maybe they get unleashed this game. I'm gonna go Vikings here, straight up. I'm going to go Eagles, and I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think we're going to see, like, a high-scoring game. We're just going to get yeah. going back and, back and forth touchdowns the whole game. This is this is 
a Jalen Hurts test right here. This is like a very even matchup, in my opinion. And this is like a perfect test for him to go out there and win a game that he can win. You know, and I think that he's not gonna. And I think that the Vikings are gonna win this game. And it's gonna be like, damn, maybe next time the Vikings are gonna win this game. Jay Jettis is awesome. And you're right, Stav. We haven't seen that full offense. And Kirk Cousins can get it to those playmakers. So yeah. I like the Vikings. And that wraps up week two of our predictions and everything. I, I just thought of this idea. I'm going to make an Excel sheet and I'm going to go through our wins and losses. And we'll yes, see at the end yes. of the year, like our total. I'm going to do it yeah. by like our predictions, not like we said, whatever spread. But I'm just going to, I think that'll be a cool idea. We can post it every week, updates or whatever. And maybe right. that could be a side jersey bet too. Or we'll, we'll figure out the details for that later. Yeah, Will's going to buy a jersey. Yeah, yeah Will and up buying Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Did you guys see this uh, Tom Brady quote that he said on his podcast? He says, and I quote, I woke up Monday and was like, holy shit. You look at your arm, you got bruises, you got cuts, and you go, okay, how much longer do I actually want to make this? He's done after this year. He's He's done after next week. He might be. I mean, the Saints absolutely ruin him. He's just done. Like, just screws over the box. the W on the way out. He's done. If Jameis Winston ends his career, That's I will hilarious. buy a Jameis Winston jersey. Jersey yeah. bet, let's if go. He, yeah, I think that we all have to. We'll each get a different <laughs> Saints Jameis Winston. I'm gonna get, no, I'm gonna get a Florida State one. Okay, I'll get the I'll get the black Saints one. Will you get the white one? Okay. <laughs> if yeah, <laughs> okay. Will's gonna get it regardless. Will's gonna get all three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, I mean, are there any other headlines that we're missing going into this week? I mean, I, I touched upon DeAndre Swift. Geno Smith, top five in the NBA. In the, MVP in the NBA? Right now, in the NBA. He's top five in the NBA. I can't really think of anything else in the NFL circle no. or NFL world. Stop your lock of the week um, is Patriots minus two. Yes. Yeah, I got the Patriots minus two. Love it. Uh, can't beat it. Gonna love it. Win by five, um, four. That's maybe. gonna wrap up this episode. As we keep uh, lingering on, we hope you guys enjoyed. Enjoy week two. We will catch you guys on the recap of week two. Enjoy the NFL as we always do, and peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.